Welcome to Lioness Queen Podcast, where we empower and encourage separated and or divorced women on ways to move forward in their purpose and realize God's love will catapult them to greatness. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, creator and founder of Lioness Queen. Welcome back. Well, we are in the month of April, and our theme for the month is not looking back with no regrets. Man, I'm so excited about this month, Um, especially this topic, because I think this topic um, is really important, especially when it comes to Lioness Queens and not looking back onto what was. And so let's go ahead and get started with a quote. Um, I found this quote from Nikki Bananas, if I pronounce that right. I'm so sorry. I hope I did. Um, And the name of the quote is called Forward. And so it says, you only need to focus on one little step forward. You don't need to conquer the entire mountain right now. You don't need to have everything figured out today. The only possible way to climb a mountain is by climbing it one step at a time. Don't think about the peak. Don't worry about what may come later. Instead, focus on that one little step in front of you. The rest will come when it's time. For now, it's just one little step. (laughs) Man. That is powerful. Um, Excuse me. As I was reading this quote, um, I just feel like it connected to a theme for the month um, and not looking back. And for me personally, this quote, I must say at one point in my life, I feel like this was kind of a challenging concept to grasp. Um, where it says it only takes one step, especially, I guess, when I had the initial um, blow, the initial shock of, I don't want to be married anymore. When I heard those words, um, I don't know about you, but, you know, I know for myself, I think too much. (laughs) Um, Really, I... You know, I want to say I call it thinking, but really it's not thinking. You know, honestly, it's more, it's more, it's worry is what it is. It's worrying about the unknown. Um, It is me making assumptions about things I haven't experienced yet, but I'm thinking that this is how this is going to roll out. So in my mind, if you're like me, you know, I can always be 25 steps ahead, right? Or what we call thinking down the road. Instead of, like the quote says, taking one step at a time. You know, um, I love the other part. Uh, Let me go back to it. The other part in the quote, it talks about, you know, I don't need to, um, I don't need to think about conquering this mountain right now, (laughs) right? I don't need to have everything figured out. Now, 
this is kind of hard because, you know, when you are faced with um, a storm, an obstacle, something that, you know, you consider life-changing, it's a hard pill to swallow because, you know, I used to think too much, and I still kind of do, right? But when um, I was in the heat of it, I was thinking all the time, what if, what if, what if, you know? Um, And so I was trying to figure out, like, okay, so God, let me try to figure out how can I protect myself? How can I provide myself with a cushion so I'm never caught off guard? Like this right here, you telling me that you don't want to be married anymore, and we've been together um, for over 20 years and caught me off guard. And I don't like to be, I don't know about you, I don't like to be caught off guard, right? So, for example, have you ever had these thoughts, right? So, um, it's like, okay, so God, I always want to know when a storm comes so I can protect myself and know what to do. I want to know, you know, if somebody's trying to hurt me, is somebody trying to do wrong to me? I want to know. God, if my ex-husband is cheating, let me know, right? Is he out there having unprotected sex? Let me know, you know, because he is still being intimate with me. And so I don't want to have an STD, God, like I want to know, right? Is he planning on leaving me? Like he, he seems to be really sneaky. He seems to be, you know... Is he going to leave me? And, you know, I'm home taking care of the kids. I'm home taking care of the home. You know, he is financially providing for the family. And so is he going to take all of the money and leave me? You know, I want to know. I want to know if, like, why is there this drastic change in him? You know, um, he doesn't desire me like he used to. Um, I want to know. I want to know, like, what is it about hanging out with his boys, right, all hours of the night and not being home with me and the kids? Like, I want to know if if he decides to relapse back on drugs, alcohol, even though, you know, he's been sober for over 10, 15, 20 years. God, I, I have a right, like, I want to know, you know, um, I want to know if he decides to up and quit his job without having another one because he supports all of us. I want to know. I want to know if he's, for example, hiding a, a, a child that he had with someone else, financially taking care of that child. And I don't know. I want to know, you know, I want to know if, why are we on different wavelengths right now? you know, in our personal, in our personal lives, but also as a, as a married couple, we just seem off. We don't have the same goals. You know, I want to know, I want to know why has he become so bitter? It seems like he's bitter and angry at me. I want to know, I want to know if he's living on the down low. I, I don't know, but God, like you, you know, I want to know, God, like you should have told me if this man was going to be a deadbeat dad 
and not take care of his children while we're even married, right? Like you, you have, he has no relationship with his children whatsoever. Like, God, why didn't you warn me? You know, these are all questions, right? I'm pretty sure one of those questions you had in your mind, you know, that you wanted to know something and God did not tell you. Like, this is real stuff, real lives, real experiences. You know, either we we had or we have right now. You know, we want to know, but God doesn't handle it that way, right? God doesn't tell us everything beforehand. Like, why do you think that is? Like, why doesn't God tell you beforehand or tell you, while things are getting out of hand to kind of protect yourself, to kind of give you a warning, you know? I must admit, sometimes I have to say, and I, you know, this is personally for me, um, hindsight is always twenty twenty, right? And I must admit that there were warning signs that I failed to listen to. And again, this is personal for me. Everybody's marriage, everybody's relationship is different. And so one doesn't look the same. However, for me, there were warning signs. And even people, you know, even people can give you signs as well, right? But sometimes we just don't pay attention to it. You know, we, we... And majority of the time, I would say, it's not that we didn't pay attention to them. It was because we were in love, right? (laughs) You know, we were in love. And the one thing I really know about the Lord is that he doesn't go against our free will. He's given us all free will. And you can definitely see that in a child who having a tantrum. (laughs) That's free will, y'all, right? But if we had signs, nine times out of ten, you know, if we still wanted to move forward with it, you know, we, and this is not everybody, but sometimes we as women think we can change him, you know. He just needs the right woman in his life, you know, or better yet, we see I see the potential and he has so much potential. He has so many skills. He has so much, you know, I can help him recognize. I can help him, you know, become the man that he's supposed to be. And it's not factual at that moment. It is something that we believe. But the problem is, it's not enough for us to believe. They have to believe it in themselves. And then you have marriages that, you know, There were no warning signs, you know, everything seemed to be ordained by God. And then some kind of way the marriage shifted and changed. And so whatever the case, whatever your situation is, if we think about what God says to Cain in Genesis chapter four, he says, what is done in the dark will come out to light, you know? Whether it comes out to light in front of us or not, hear me, in front of us or not, just know God exposes everything that is not like him into the light. Even even 
if you look at um, Luke eight seventeen, you know, the word says, for there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed. But we have to trust God's ways and timing. We must remember that Father, he's our daddy. Our heavenly father knows what's best for his children, right? So, you know what? Let me let's 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 look at it this way. So, let's think about little people. Let's think about children, right? <clears throat> I don't know. So, I don't know if you have children or not. But even if you don't, you can you can you can follow me here. Um, but children, you know, they don't have any concept of time. They have no concept of fear unless us as parents, we pass down our fears. But children come out of the womb with no fear. They feel invincible. They are clueless to the world and what's going on in the world because they're, they are literally in a world of their own, right? Learning as they go. They're being a sponge, right? Just taking everything in. Which is why God knew children needed guidance. So God used us as a vehicle to bring children in the world. Now, interestingly enough, children need guidance, right? But we need guidance as well. Think think about that. We we need guidance as well. Children also have so many questions about the world, you know? And, you know, one of their favorite sayings is, why this? So why do we do this, mommy? What, why did you do that, mommy? What? Why did you say no? What, why can't we go there? Why can't I touch this? Why why did you say that? But why? Why why why, mommy? All these questions that little people have, your children have, we do too. Now consequently, think about this now. Do we always answer our children's questions? <laughs> no, we don't. Sometimes we do, but sometimes we don't. We just continue to pour into them, continue to guide them, just like our Heavenly Father does with us. Our silence doesn't mean we don't love him, uh, love them. Just like God's silence doesn't mean that he doesn't love us, right? But most of the time, when it relates to our children, you know, we have to understand that when they're they're young, they don't have the mental capabilities to understand what is going on. But we do, right? Because we've lived it. So, So what we do is we love on them. We help them to understand that no matter what, we will provide. We will take care. We will be there with them no matter what. This is what God does to us. We, we we don't always have the mental capacity to understand 
what that storm means. We don't have always the mental capacity to understand why God allowed certain things. However, we have to still believe that he will still provide for us. He will still take care of us and he will still be with us late in the midnight hour. We don't have to be in the need to know everything. You know, what's done in the dark will come out to light. We must be reminded that he said he would never leave us nor forsake us. He doesn't sleep nor slumber. You know, he he doesn't retire. He doesn't take a, 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 a 10 minute break from his assignment. He's always on duty. Romans 8.28 says that we we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Now, now, let's stop right there. So if you think about that scripture, let's just focus on one part. I just want to focus on one part. All things work together. Stop right there. That part is in present tense. It, it, it doesn't say that all, all things worked. It worked together. It doesn't say it will work together. No. That means now. Right now. He is working on everything right now in your favor. Right now. Do you hear me, Lioness Queens? Right now, God is working behind the scenes for you. We don't have to know what he is doing. We don't have to know um, the wrath that, that, that may happen because of what is done in the dark. That's not our business to know. But God is always doing something on your behalf. He is a miracle work- worker. He is the behind the scenes kind of God. He doesn't have to be in the front all the time. He has to work in the spirit realm first. Do you know why that is? You know why that is? It is because he has to go to the root of the thing. Remember, remember the mountain exercise that we did um, in, I think it's episode three. It is the roots where God has to do the surgery and he has to cut down dividing asunder between soul and spirit, the joints and the marrow, right? He has to cut down, but our problem is God can't cut down and do the work because we keep looking back. Why is that? Why, why, Why do we keep looking back? Have you ever asked yourself that question? You know, there are various reasons, of course, why we look back. You know, some of us have regrets, But God doesn't regret looking. Like, he has no regrets. God doesn't look back. He is always a forward-thinking God. So much so, you know, that even our sins, if we ask, if we repent, he throws them in the sea of forgetfulness. If you you think about it, you know, the Bible doesn't, doesn't, you know, the Bible does not um, talk about where Jesus told people to look back on something and reminisce. 
right? Philippians 3.13 talks about forgetting those things that are behind me and pressing toward what lies ahead. Pressing, pressing y'all. Why does the scripture use that the word pressing toward? Or another version, um, it says straining forward. You know why? It's because it is a conscious effort. You have to battle your subconscious. See, see, the enemy wants all of our experiences in our subconscious. To make us reminisce about good things that happened in the marriage and believe the lies about the narrative. Right. (laughs) Right. You've lived the narrative. I've lived the narrative. You know, but we have to stop believing the lies that the enemy has placed in our subconscious. Because if we keep looking back, believing the lies in that narrative, it impacts us negatively. And it impacts our our mental health, y'all. You know, not to mention, let me throw this monkey wrench in there. And I don't know about you, but, you know, if there's a new woman, right? If there's a new woman in your ex's life, you know, or if he is engaged or if he got remarried, right? Whatever the case may be, you know, what lies does the enemy plant in your subconscious that make you question even more, right? Like I went over all those questions, but you question even more. You ask God, why? What is it about her? What does she have that I don't have? Why hasn't she left yet with all his foolishness? I dealt with the foolishness. I know about the food. Why is she still there? It seems as if he is having more fun with her than he had with me. Why did he want to marry her when he didn't want to be married to me? All of these questions the enemy plants in your mind to make us look back even further. The enemy is the father of lies and there is no truth in him. But we consciously, consciously have to focus and press our thinking in a way that does not cause us to go back down memory lane. Let me say it again. Go back down memory lane. Memories are only memories And because the enemy is the father of deception, he paints memories in a way that it's not, it's not that bad. You know, he, he, he doesn't paint it in a way of the truth. He doesn't paint it in a way that it really was right. Physical, mental, financial, psychological, sexual abuse. He doesn't paint it in that way. He doesn't paint it in a way that you were neglected. He doesn't paint it in a way that you were disregarded. He doesn't play, uh, play, paint it out in a way that you were lied to, manipulated, deceived. He doesn't, the enemy doesn't paint it in that way. God requires us to press and focus our conscious mind 
to expect the great, to expect miracles, signs, and wonders, to expect God to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Now I'm getting ready to sing that song because guess what? God is able. He is able, Lioness Queens. He is able to move you forward, but we can't take that step if our conscious mind doesn't take the step first. See, see, our mind has to send signals to other parts of our body, right? That starts the process. God knows how to carry you through, but you just need to take that first step. Where? In your mind. How? With the truth. What is the truth? The word of God. Don't worry about down the road. Don't worry about tomorrow because God is ready and willing to take care of you today. Amen. Well, my time is gone. Whew, we got to stop making excuses, Linus Queens. Stop making assumptions about what's down the road. When you have a heavenly father who created you and created the road. <laughs> so there's no reason to fear. You have no reason to fear. Now, I want you to do this little exercise for me. And I want you to think about three things, only three. You probably can think of more, right? But three, that's all I want you to think about. I want you to write down three things from your marriage that either hurt you the most, disgusted you the most, bothered you the most, shamed you the most, maybe um, made you cry the most, whatever the case may be. Write those three things down. Then write down after that why you don't want to relive or re-experience those things you know I want you to do this exercise because I want you to have a perspective about not looking back it's all about perspective and so when you think about the things like for myself when I think about the things that made me cry the most, it gives me a perspective. I don't want to relive it. I don't want to re-experience that. You know, um, let, let me share something with you that God told me that is connected to not looking back. And that is about being residue free. Um, which in a nutshell, that's kind of my, that's my, that's my goal. That's something that, that's how I want to be. That's how I want to think. That's how I want to live. Which, which in a, in a nutshell, let me kind of explain it. In a nutshell, it's all about totally letting go of my past and could, and connected to me moving forward in all God has for me. And not holding on to what was. Hmm. So he said, this is what he said to me. He said, because I changed an individual in your life, or, or should I say, I removed an individual from your life, doesn't mean the destiny, doesn't mean your destiny change. It doesn't mean the plans I have for you change. It doesn't mean that I didn't call you 
to be in that place, in that role. It doesn't mean that your life would be worse now. It doesn't mean that I, the Lord, won't give you back everything that you had and even more. Don't discount the change. Don't discount me. It's not an indication that I have forsaken you, my daughter. And it is not an indication that he, your ex, did not do all of that on his own. Woo. Oh my. And so I had to process that, right? Like he didn't do all that on his own. He looked like he did all that on his own, daddy. But God said he didn't do all that on his own. He wasn't smart enough to do all of that on his own. Whew. Like, and so it gave me a perspective. I had to press towards the prize of the high calling consciously in my mind from that point. Consciously, just like you consciously brush your teeth, you consciously take a shower. Consciously, I had to make an effort in doing it with my mind. You know, what God was saying is that being residue free is all about me not looking back, no regrets, and getting to a place in my mind that the divorce set me up for a greater blessing. <laughs> Whew. I'm praying you get this, y'all. I'm praying, right? This, this, this is powerful right here because the fight is in our mind. It's nowhere else. It's in your mind. And so this 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 is this is the part that really got me about being residue free. Okay? This is the part and it's it's going to get you too that everything I desired in my ex-husband he now is he now is mentally, spiritually and physically capable of giving his new fiance. And that is being residue free. So, so, so everything I prayed for in him, my prayer is it will now manifest in his new relationship with his fiance. (laughs) I know it's heavy. I know it was heavy for me. It was heavy for me. I know. But this is where God desires for us to be, Lioness Queens, because removal to God has always been his advancement for greater, for better, yet even better for upgrade. God doesn't remove or close the door if he didn't have something better for you. But you can't be upgraded when you're stuck looking back with what was and not with what will be. Amen. I I said it again. My time's gone. My time's gone. But my prayer for you, Linus Queens, is that you will be totally residue free in your mind so that God can give you the plans he has for you in Jeremiah 29, 11. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future that is not you going backwards, but you going somewhere. And the only place at this point to go is to higher heights. Amen. 
it is time for you to have an upgraded mindset. (laughs) Yes. Because God has miracles, signs, and wonders that he wants to perform in your life. But you must, you must stop looking back. Amen. This is Reverend Dr. Marisha, your Lioness Queen. Let's go ahead and declare our weekly chant over our lives. Please repeat after me. I am a Lioness Queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the Queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am. Enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Stay tuned for next week, next Tuesday at 3 p.m., where we will continue with our theme for the month, Not Looking Back with No Regrets. Amen. Have a blessed week, Linus Queens. Love you.